Welcome to The Brian Buffini Show, where we explore the mindsets, motivation, and methodologies of success. Here's your host, Brian Buffini. Well, the top of the morning to you, and welcome to The Brian Buffini Show. We are so excited for you today. I just have one of my great friends, Mr. Scott Stratton, on with us today. And Scott, for those of you who don't know, Buffini Company has booked hundreds of speakers in our 25 years. Uh, Scott Stratton has spoken at more of our events than any other speaker ever, and that's the highest endorsement we can give anybody. For those of you who like to listen to the past episode, Scott and I talked on episode 99 about his famous Unmarketing, and a best-selling book he wrote, and he has the Unmarketing podcast with his bride, and it's a fantastic show. He's funny, he's insightful, he's engaging, and he's Canadian. And so basically, that's the holy grail of likability <laughs> factor. You know, it's like the Irish and the Canadians, nobody hates us. So, uh, <laughs> Scott, we're just so excited to have you on the show, and excited that we're able to come live today on the release date of your brand new book. And I got to say, this is awesome, it is funny, it's insightful, it's very you, and it's called The Jackass Whisperer in classic Scott Stratton fashion. <laughs> and it's awesome because, you know, for years, you know, 25 years I'm on the market, and I would talk about sorting and qualifying your database, and we go A, B, C, Ds, and I always call the Ds jackasses, and I would say, here's how to get rid of the jackasses. And then for our French-Canadian clients, we'd call them jackasses just to uh, add a little culture. But now we have had to deal with the worst people at work, at home, and online. And then the little wrinkle, which is... And even when the jackass is you, so how to deal with yourself when you're being a jackass. So welcome to today's show. I'm just so excited to get into this work with you. Tell me, how in the heck did this book come about? Well, some would say it's been a lifetime in the making of <laughs> dealing with <laughs> humans and people and self-actualization. And thank you for having me on the show again, Brian. And it means an incredible amount. And I also realize how fortunate it is that you have books on my speakers and I get to keep coming back and it's my favorite audience is because they're so engaged and you're such a great team. And this is all I do is I deal with events. And so it's almost like I should be paying you to go to your events. I won't, but I should. <laughs> all right, good. Good to know. Yeah, this Jackass Whisper thing, it really has been a 10-year run. Every time I'd run into somebody that would annoy me, I'd just in my head, I'd be like, you're going on the list. And then so it was just like every single time. And since, you know, you and I, as I say, right, we travel a lot. Uh -huh. So your, your Jackass quota is very high. Right. You know, you have to deal with them every day. But it actually started way back in 2009 when I was at the height of my kind of Twitter supremacy. Right. And I was like the most influential Canadian on Twitter, one of the top North Americans. And uh, until, you know, Justin Bieber showed up and screwed it up for all of us. <laughs> and so it was just a general day. And somebody from Toronto who I had met, so I had already was familiar with this guy, suddenly tweeted out of nowhere, unprovoked, and said, I just watched five minutes of an unmarketing speaking video, which is my Twitter handle, and I didn't shoot myself in the face. Somebody should give me a cookie. And I'm like, what? what? And, I, and I know this guy. And I, and I wrote to him, and I'm like, man, why the hate? Yeah. And he writes back, and he goes, it's not hate. It's just facts. Deal with it. And this is before deal with it was like a meme. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and then somebody privately messaged me and said, you know, you should kill them with kindness. You should win them over. Mm. And I said, my job isn't to rehabilitate jerks online. I'm not the right. jackass whisperer. Right. And so then I tweeted that, and generally, I didn't tweet it at him. And it was the most 
shared, most spread, most viral thing I have ever... T- I tweeted over 110,000 times, uh-huh. and that was the most popular thing I've ever done. So we started making stickers, and we made socks. The jacket was for <laughs> socks. You know, you Buffini, a couple, many of you have them, yep, and, yep. Uh, and mugs. And I'm telling you, dude, it's actually really depressing. Five books we've written, a quarter million words, everything we've ever done, and the most popular stuff are like the mugs and the socks that have the jackass yep. whisperer phrase. Yeah. And it got so popular that nine years ago, Brene Brown and I were both the keynotes for an event, and she saw me speak, and we hit it off, and she loved the phrase so much, she put it in Daring Greatly, mm-hmm. and that went on to then sell four million copies. Right. And she started quoting me. And the funny thing is, so if you Google the phrase jackass whisperer, it's either credited to Brene or me. <laughs> and then when we announced we're doing this book, somebody wrote and said, why are you ripping off Brene Brown? Oh, like, nice. no, she- you should have circled back and said, you might be in the book, my friend. <laughs> but don't you agree? Look, I mean, culturally, and again, we have to be careful, correct? Because there's so much to learn. What keeps us young, and uh, you know, I have Ancaro Imparo behind me, Michelangelo, I'm still learning. It's easy to get into the get-off-my-lawn stuff for us Gen Xs now. But the truth of the matter is, culturally, with online, culturally, with social media explosion, there's less accountability to feedback. You know, people will tweet something and post something that they would never say to a person on the phone. They would never even come close to doing it face-to-face. And what it seems to have done is desensitize people to the harshness of our feedback. We know the public discourse today, the political discourse today— The word outrage is used hundreds of times a day now. Everything's an outrage. And it seems like, to me, jackassery is on the rise. It's like DEFCON, but it's like we're at Jackass 4. Yeah, right. Yeah. Such a high level of it. Right. But I'll give you the behind the scenes that nobody else has for this book. Is Originally, the book we picked as a title was Jackass Whisperer, How to Deal with the Worst People at Work at Home and Online. That was it. Yeah. But then once you read the book, you realized, oh, if I'm always running into jackasses wherever I go, maybe, just maybe, right. I might be one myself. Or I might have jackass tendencies, yeah. Bingo. But then we had gone back and forth and realized it seems really harsh. Like It's funny, but it's yeah, harsh. Right. The book is actually about empathy. Mm-hmm. The book is actually about understanding that the only thing we can control is ourselves. Right. If we want to stop running into jackasses all the time, sometimes it's our perception. Sometimes our own actions, as an example, is just... The opening story Mm -hmm. in the book is about a Bob Dylan concert. I took Allison to New York for a Christmas slash Hanukkah holiday thing, and she loves Dylan. And so we went to the Beacon Theater in Manhattan to see Bob Dylan. This is the last holidays this year ago. And the woman beside me was multiple things. She was she put her jacket on the seat in front of her and then got mad when the person sat in their seat and wrinkled her jacket, which is on their seat. Right. And then she was chewing her gum with her mouth open. And then she pulled out a cheese string out of her purse that was room temperature and started <laughs> opening it and eating it. And, and then she started texting with her phone on that was set at the brightness of a thousand suns. And, <laughs> and then she texted her friend and saying, I'm sitting next to a bunch of smelly, annoying people. Wow. And in my head, I'm like, you just pulled a cheese string out of your purse and you're a grown woman. <laughs> but here's the moral of the story. I stared at her phone and read her text to mm. find out that she was talking about us. And actually, it's a huge pet peeve of mine is people reading other people's phones. Yeah. So I was also being a jackass right. there. And that takes a lot. Look, I am the king of jackasses. I call them out. We've got stickers and shirts. And I realized we couldn't have written in this book until Allison and I could admit we are also the jackasses. Right. But the beauty of this, it's solution-based. It is a book about empathy. It's filled with funny stories. But talk about the actual whisper itself. 
one of the greatest launches of the personal growth and development movement that was in 1912 was when How to Win Friends and Influence People first started being brought together and then later published. It started out as a series of seminars, okay? And, you know, you and I are still benefiting from that work today. But people wanted to know how to win friends and influence people. The jackass whisperer kind of is, here's how to deal with, you know, we're in a world like that lady, she lacked self-awareness. You know, I was driving to work today and a guy literally was weaving in and out of the lane Right, right, just right in front of you. you know the story. He's watching his phone, this and any other. Yeah. And I decide, okay, I'm going to get ahead of him. I'm not uptight about it. Whatever. And what happens? He swerves over towards me. We almost hit door to door, and I get the we're number one treatment. Yeah. And I go just totally unaware that he's been driving for about ten minutes. There's so much lack of awareness. So yeah. the skills to be a jackass whisperer seem to be even more valuable today than ever before create right. a dynamic because you have a passion for marketing it allows you to stand out amongst the crowd it allows you to deal with customers that might be again just because someone is doing something like a jackass doesn't make it nobody's one thing right but at that right. moment in that place whatever else so talk a little bit about some of the responses you've developed for dealing with the jackass well that's the, so the reason why we wrote it this way which is there's 125 types of jackasses we named in the book. It's not all of them. And by the way, this is not a book about what it says, the worst people. What it is, is that jackasses are the purveyors of pet peeves. They're mm-hmm. not the actual worst people on worth. It's mm-hmm. the daily grind. It's right. the ones that just kind of erode your day. Yeah. Right? It's the annoyances. Yep. It isn't the worst people yep. on earth. It's the everyday. It's all of us. So we did 125. So each page is one jackass plus. Then there's a jackass reaction if you want to continue the jackassery. Then there's the whisper reaction, mm. which is you want to end it. And the whole point is not ending the person who's doing the jet, not stopping them, but stopping you in your mind from continuing this role. Because what happens is we get cut off by somebody on the road. We get mad. So we're not paying attention to somebody else. And we cut somebody else off. Mm-hmm. So it just keeps going and going and going. We can only stop the streak ourselves. And so you get some of these solutions. For an example, the biggest jackass I and our family knows is me, right? I'm, I'm very, I'm a loud person. I'm a very opinionated person. And I'm not good at, how do I put this, minding my own business. <laughs> and so I get this look. And Owen, so as our second oldest, he knows, he calls me on it very quickly. We're traveling somewhere. And I'm just always up for, Allison puts it perfectly, I'm always up for a good mutiny, mm-hmm. right? I'm always looking for the next mutiny and the next coup. And I'm always up for it. But I want to interject on things. It's none of my business because I'm trying to help give people opinions on something. You know, somebody mentions Vegas and I got 435 hours of advice to give you. Yeah. And so I have gotten that speech, by the way. You have. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> and so what happens is my neck will tilt a bit. I'll do this kind of like almost like a curious dog. tilt, <laughs> And then I'll, I'll hear Owen behind me at the airport go, nope. <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm about to jump in. And so what I learn is like uh, noise canceling headphones are my biggest jackass cure. Yeah. Which is the world's going to be jackass around me regardless of what I do. So if I like on a plane, I put the headphones on and I focus. I have my relaxed jackass playlist on Spotify. If you search that, by the way, it will come up and no you can way. listen to it too. Yeah, there's like 65 calming songs on there that uh, <laughs> that'll keep me out of the moment. I bring earplugs on the road so at hotels so because you know the most uncontrollable sound place is a hotel for you so it's like what can i control about my environment what can i control about my things i actually found that music changed my mood right even driving so driving seems to be the home of jackassery Mm -hmm. for most of us 
But I just did a talk yesterday in Texas, and I asked the audience, I said, who deals with jackasses every day? And the entire audience put up their hand. And I said, so who in this room is the jackass? And like one person sarcastically put their hand up, and I'm like, this is the problem. Right. We actually don't think we're part of the problem. Right. And if we don't think we're part of the problem, we'll never be able to create the solution. What is a jackass to you? I mean, is it just someone who does the pep peeves? Is it a lack of awareness? Is it selfishness? Is it lack of respect for people? I think the answer is yes. Mm-hmm. All those. It's almost a subjective term. A jackass yeah. is anybody who has gotten in your way or thought or process of the day that has annoyed you. Mm-hmm. Because that can include yourself. Right. And a jackass is the common annoyance, and it's the everyday annoyance, but it's the one that keeps happening. Mm -hmm. And if we want to have a better day, or if you want to have a better world in this day and time, then we have to say, all right, so then what am I going to do about it? I used to use a a three words that helped me, and it really is applicable now. I used Mm -hmm. to do control, choice, and perception. Mm. And it was like, so what do I control in this situation? What am I choosing to do? And how am I perceiving the other person? Because what happens is, again, let's go back to driving because it's the most common thing that annoys people. Mm -hmm. Driving, if somebody cuts us off or somebody doesn't let us in with the air quotes, you know, let us into our lane or whatever it is, we we somehow get a possessiveness of a lane that we didn't get a deed to ever from it. And if somebody cuts us off, we usually try to catch up to them just to we make that eye contact in the car. Give you a piece of my mind. And we want to see who they are because Mm -hmm. we want to make sure that they are old or young or male or female. So they fit that silo of jackassery. Mm-hmm. But what happens if you pull aside and you realize that's your friend's grandmother? <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're no longer a jackass, are they? Oh, that's Jeff's mama. Like, that's, exactly. That's, that's Mima. They're, oh, they're just actually kind. So yeah. We only give the benefit of the doubt to people that we've already confirmed are good people. Mm. Well, you know what? I really believe, all kidding aside, I believe humans are good. I really believe that down at the core, a human race are good people. We just get really overwhelmed by this daily jackassery. And if we just treat each other a little bit nicer, assume the person that cut us off isn't maybe a malicious, horrible person. Maybe they're just temporarily a moron. Yeah, Look, you know, because when we do it, we forgive ourselves. Right. But you bring up something to me that I think is a big point here, which is you mentioned the things that you do for yourself. You got the headphones, whatever else. Your routine when you travel. Now, for those people who haven't spent life on the road who think we live extraordinarily exciting, (laughs) exhilarating lives because we get to travel so much, it's the grind, right? It's the grind. And the reason is you're going from town to town. You're trying to get yourself in a routine. By the way, what we do when you go on stage, no matter how good you are at it or how in your gift structure, it's an adrenaline rush. There's nervousness. There's got to, I hope I don't stink. There's the, when you go to someone else who's putting on an event, you hope they know what they're doing. I mean, I've had, you know, the story, we've had introductions. We had a, we had a great time backstage sharing our worst horror stories of the worst mm-hmm. introductions we'd ever mm-hmm. received or places mm-hmm. where they blew it up. And there's a certain anxiety with right. that. So it's in your routine. You're trying to create some kind of system. You're trying to take away as many mitigating factors. And there's calluses that have been built up by bad right. experiences over time. So you bring up the travel. But I think for most people, the people who go absolutely bat nuts crazy on the road, yeah, they had a lot of stuff pent up and built up yes. prior to that person weaving in the lane or prior to that yes. person not waving when they let them in. Yes. Then we get at home. And then we have yes. the small nuisance that's going on at home. Yes. You know, I just had surgery, right? And I had my knee done and whatever else. And I watched myself. Now, I've become pretty good at self-censorship. But I watched the little agitations that just flared up in me. Why? Because I was out of sorts because my leg was out yeah. of sorts. I couldn't yeah. sleep. There was no good position. Yeah. 
and so the kids did this, or Beverly said that, or this came up, or whatever. Yeah. And I could feel it coming up quicker and hotter. And it was like, no, that's inappropriate for because you got a bum leg right now, and the bum leg is the problem, not what they did or said or whatever else. And so that's yeah. why sometimes it exposes. I think when I read the book, one of the things that it hit me was is that when I'm out of sorts, everyone's a jackass. But that's it. It's subjective based on your current condition right. and your day and your life. Because anytime somebody blows up or freaks out or even gets mad or even internally, you're just like, I, I can't deal with these people. Right. It's usually that last point. But it's the tipping point of jackassery where right. your well is empty. Your tolerance is built up. We're working on the next part. So it's like your score of being able to tolerate. And the more you've had to deal with that day, the less you can tolerate it. And that's why the end of the day, when you're, it's this common thing, you're tired, hungry, or uh-huh. this and, and all of the, and then that condition go for life. You know, when uh-huh. you're one of the reasons why sometimes we can be bitter with people who are younger is because like, we might not be where we wanted to be in life. Uh-huh. And then, and this is for everybody who has to deal with the client or a lead or a team member or family is that whenever somebody is getting upset about something, it's not the whole story. Sure. Nothing happens in a vacuum. It's always a grand collection. We had a recent situation there. A woman went to jail. She's standing in line, and the gal in front of her has a bunch of groceries. And the card she put in to pay her groceries didn't work, and she had to go get another card. And yeah. the gal behind, like, flipped out and beat the living crap out of her with, like, an aerosol can or something. Wow. And so, and again, just terrible and whatever the past is. And but there's no doubt... That Roman candle was lit long before that gal got into Way the line. Before. So do this for me. Give me a couple of just, because you know I'm the king of the tips. Just give yeah. me some of the best tips you have for dealing with a jackass. Well, I think one of the hugest parts is there's a difference. There's an age-old model. If you ever took communications in high school or college or anywhere, there's a basic model of communication. There's the sender's uh-huh. intent, and there's the receiver reception of uh-huh. something. And intent is very rarely looked at. We always perceive different things than they're intended. Uh-huh. So when somebody says to me, like at an event a couple of days ago, they're like, wow, you look great. And my head's <laughs> like, I didn't look good before. <laughs> when they're just trying to say, yeah. you look awesome. Yeah, pay you a compliment. All your messaging goes into your head, right? Yeah. Or it's like somebody said to me last year, like, oh, you've lost weight. I'm like, what are you, what is the base <laughs> that we were playing off of here from before? But in my head, like, I've lost 30 pounds when I started running. I started eating right. better. And so part of my head's like, I did lose weight. Yes, my heart's like, well, what did you think of me before? Right. So your mind is the biggest jackass of all. Right. And sometimes even just recognizing in your head and actually having open communication. And one of the biggest parts of ending jackassery for yourself is the ability to have an open communication, especially if it's your significant other, uh-huh. if it's your partner in life or it's your kids or like, especially when they're, they get older, it's having communication to being able to say to a business partner or a life partner saying, you know what? I'm sorry. It's just been a long day. Uh-huh. And having that trust, knowing that whatever is happening, that you can have the trust saying whatever that feeling is, is not a permanent feeling. It's just the end of this result. And unfortunately, whoever gets the us at our end of our rope is usually our family because that's the right. last people we talk to yep. at the end of the yep. day. And having that open communication, the worst thing that actually will not help the jackassery, only perpetuate it, is usually silence. Mm. Is usually when we let it mm. 
we let it go or something was said and then it just festers and it gets brought up a month later. Mm-hmm. You know what? And then it festers on its own. And okay. open communication, one of the greatest things for me is the fact that Allison is not only the co-author of this book and the co-owner of the company, that she's my wife. And one of the ways I'm so madly in love with her is one of the people thing bring up the most is they love when they hear me talk about Allison on stage because I just like right now, I'm just feeling giddy uh-huh. because we also have a very honest and open communication with each other. And if we say or do something, it's like, you know what? I didn't feel good when you did that or said mm-hmm. that. Right. Then I'm like, oh, it's, it's what makes the podcast great listening because you guys are great together and celebrate the differences. And that's the thing. Like I say, we tend to give that to people we love. We sometimes cash it in too quick with people we love. Yes. yes. But it seems to me the first place to start here is kind of making peace with your inner jackass yourself. But I think if we do admit that, you know what? We're also that sometimes, too, that yeah. we can do something about it. It's right. like companies who are saying we're losing business. And I'm saying, OK, what part of this is your fault? And they're like, none of it. And I'm like, then you can't do anything. Right. If you're a realtor and you're like, you know what? I'm not getting enough leads. And I'm like, OK, is there anything in your power that is making this happen? Are you not being held accountable? Are you not doing like if yeah. everything part of that? And if they say, well, part of this is my fault, then I'm like, perfect. Great. Then you can do something about it. Right. Because if it's always external factors that are screwing us over or hurting our business, then you're never going to be successful because those external factors never change in your favor because right. they're external. Yeah. They always go that way. And one of the biggest parts for me, and this is a relationship with Allison from day one, is people don't know this, but English is my second language. Sarcasm is my first. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay? Like, that is my <laughs> bread and butter, man. You yeah. know me. That's what you get paid the big bucks for, right? <laughs> Dude, I get paid a stupid amount of money to be sarcastic. Yeah. And, but here's the thing. I am never sarcastic to Allison mm. about Allison. She is never the butt of my jokes. Mm. She is never the punchline of a joke. Mm. And that is huge because before that, in relationship before that, I was a teaser. Right. I was a sarcastic guy and I would do anything for the laugh. And the problem is pointed sarcasm, especially in relationships, creates erosion. Mm. It's not one sarcastic thing. It's five years of sarcastic things. And then it becomes your basis of communication. Uh And the teasing just becomes biting. Yeah. Right. And if you can just I just want to know when I walk into a room with Allison and her walking in with me, that nobody in that room could treat the other person better. Yeah. And that's the biggest thing. People will say, well, how do you do it together? How do you work and run a company together? I said, look, she writes the books. I do the talks on stage mm-hmm. and I don't tell her how to write. She doesn't tell me how to speak. And we're each other's biggest fan of that. But that's an effort. Yeah, sure. You have to remember that because when the, I get tired, when the day is long, then you just because you know what the easiest thing to do is, is to be a jackass. Right. Because it's just like it's very self-centered. You mentioned the book. You must have had a great time compiling all these examples. You know, I mean, you got yeah. each day you got, you know, the jackass doesn't <laughs> eat well with others. You know, the jackass <laughs> leverages to sell. You know, yeah. the jackass calls everyone bro, you know. The, yeah, the, I'm telling you, it's like checking off my list of like, you eight years ago said this to me, <laughs> you three years ago said this to me. Give me some of your favorites. Give me some of your favorites. You know what? One of my favorite ones we came up with was the Wide Walkers, just because of the title. We're big Game of Thrones fans. And, and so the Wide Walkers are the people who walk five wide at the airport or at the mall. Yeah. And it, it's usually when you're late for a flight yep. and they're just wandering, looking around like tourists at gate B5. They're just wandering because they've never been to Newark. Yeah. And, you know, you just try to figure it out. And, and your jackass move is like to play Red Rover and just bust through the line, yeah. right? And versus just kind of walk around them. And But one of the things we did on purpose here in the book was we tried to counterbalance the jackasses. Mm-hmm. So it's like one of them is like the jackass is a vegetarian. And everybody's like, right. look out. What are you doing? And Allison's a vegetarian. Right. 
And the, the next jackass is the jackass is a meatitarian, right? So, and, and I'm the meatitarian, right? And then one is like the jackass has pets and pretends they're like kids. And the next one is the person has never had pets. So it's like, it's just realizing that everybody in every situation can be one. Mm-hmm. And that's the biggest thing for us because like, I'm telling you, this is almost like a biography because in the book, on the inside cover, there's 125 checkboxes. Right. And you check off which one of these you are or have been, and then you get your final score. Then yep. you go to the back of the book, and you figure out where you rank from the unemployed, which is no jackassery, <laughs> which we don't believe you, all the way up to a founder, which is 120-plus jackasses. And then Allison's score's in there, and my score's in there, so you can see where you rank yeah. in it. The jackass doesn't have a Kleenex. You know, that was great. (laughs) Yeah, because some of these, like if I look at some of them right now, I actually cringe. Like the TMI jackass on on Facebook who just decides to post on day four of your cleanse. (laughs) And, uh, you know, my my colon has never felt so clean. And, and, uh, you know, it's just like, what? You know, but then there's like... uh, the flying ones, of course, you know there's nothing closer to my heart Ugh. than plane jackassery where I've, I've gotten more suitcases in the face than I think any person on this planet. <laughs> and it's that, right? The yep. jackass is the one who stands up first yep. before the plane boards or rushes to get on. And it is a, a fairly biographical <laughs> book because I also have done so many of these things. But it's also like about parenting. You know, it's mm. about uh, the workplaces and it's about things like so one of the main stories so we just recorded the audiobook which by the way was more fun than the first five books combined wow. to record this one because yeah. Alice and I recorded it together we sat across from each other oh, wow. and kind of riffed on a lot of the things but looking at this one of the biggest jackass stories opens up the jackass at work thing and this one was mm. me my last corporate job 20 years ago I was a sales trainer I, I tell it on stage at your events you know I flew around North America training people how to sell air it was you know bubble wrap mm-hmm. and and I was about to go for my review, and I realized, you know what? I've done nothing this year. I'm probably going to get fired. And I, I called home and told them I might be home at lunch permanently. <laughs> and I went into my boss's office and sat down, and he's like, so how do you think you've done? And I'm like, well, how do you think I've done? And he's like, I think it's been a great year, and gave me a $5,000 raise. And, <laughs> and I went back to my office, and I wrote an email home, and I'm like, not only did I not get fired, I got a raise. I don't know if I can do less this year, but I'm going to try. <laughs> and then I said, I work for idiots. And then I sent the email to my boss. Nice. Nice. Ryan, I don't know if you've ever tried to pinch an Ethernet cord to stop an email from going through it. But, dude, I went on all fours under the desk. And then I heard, bing, oh. in my office. And then my boss comes walking down. So I just start packing my stuff in a box. Yep. And he comes up to my cubicle. I can see him in my peripheral. And all he goes is, that's the funniest email I've ever read, man. And walks away. Dude, I've never gone from wetting oh. myself to not to wetting myself to not so quickly in my life. But you realize, yeah, they are not only among us, they are us. Yeah, that's great stuff. One of the things on a, this note is you get the jackass response, and you get a response yeah. from a jackass. And else. What are some of your thoughts on that? Well, I think that the most important parts of this book was not just naming jackasses, because it could be 500 pages, yeah. because we're all going to deal with them. It's the response choices. So the jackass response part of this was like, you know, because once you start it, it's like the reverse. You've seen those good stories, right? The good stories where like a Starbucks drive through or, or Dunkin' Donuts where it's like pay it forward and everybody buys for a drink behind them. Right. The record chain up here last year was like 140 cars paid for each other. And then, you know, somebody screwed up by ordering like 10 breakfast sandwiches or something and screwing it up for everybody else. 
but it was like this perpetuity of it going. Well, the jackass responses in here is where we get to have fun. Mm-hmm. But that's like the second joke part for us. Right. And we're never wanting anybody to do the jackass reaction to thing. The goal of the actual self-help part of the book is the whisper reaction. Right. Saying, look, Which each one of these, of by it. the way, for all 125, the beauty is it's 125 situations. And then here's yeah. the jackass's response, and then here's the whisperer's response. So it's funny, it's storytelling, it's revealing, the finger points back, and there's a bunch of cool how-tos in here that kind of make life a little easier. This is the blueprint of how I've survived yeah. and how Al survived. And half this book is what Allison's taught me, to be honest with you, because yeah. no bigger jackass you could meet was me. Yeah. And she certainly helped so much of that with me and made me realize what you can actually do when you put the effort in, too. Now, this is also about sometimes that if you're dealing with a jackass or life or at work, sometimes the answer is you're never going to change that right. person. You're not going to fix that person. Uh-huh. You choose if you want to give your time, your emotions to that person, that situation. Right. And at the end of the day, the only thing we can control is ourselves. I mean, we're in very little control of almost anything, and we spend our whole lives trying to be in control of everything. We spend the first 21 years of our lives trying to look older and the last 60 trying to look younger. <laughs> and we're always like blaming other people and not happy with ourselves. And yeah. the whole point of this is to say, hey, Hey, good looking. You're all good. You're right. You're all good. And you can make the day different. And I don't even talk about this is not one of those things about saying having the life you've always wanted. Mm-hmm. I just want to talk about today yeah. and how we can make today a bit better for you. And if it's a bit better, that means tomorrow can be a bit better. Right. Well, all we have is today. That's it. And all we have is this time. That's I it. will say this. I've enjoyed this. Of all your books, I've enjoyed this the most. Thank you, man. It obviously makes it more fun to know you. I'm reading this stuff and I go, oh, man, I can picture your face. I can picture the scene. And I can picture your voice in the delivery of it. <laughs> what I did is I gave it to somebody who said, if you want to have a fun read, this is a fun yeah. read. Thank but you, it man. also, it's sneaky personal growth. It's sneaky, yeah, that, improve your life. It is. It is. <laughs> it's, it, well, your unmarketing was sneaky sales without yep. being sneaky. It's kind of like, hey, just yep. don't kind of be a jackass in yeah. your marketing. Yeah. And yeah. so I think this is the most authentic version of you on paper. I think it's great. Thanks. Kudos to Allison. As Lou Holtz used to say about his wife, I used to pray for her. Now I pray to her. She's an amazing <laughs> woman. You yeah, guys are a heck yeah. of a team. I'm Thanks. so excited. This book becomes available today. It's called The Jackass Whisperer. It's available on Amazon. It's available in the bookstores. And it's also available in airport bookstores. And this is very important. If you get the book, please do not walk down the center aisle reading it. Because you will be a wide walker, and you might be in the next copy reading a book while walking down. That's one of the things that drives me crazy. You're reading yep. a book while walking, people. Yeah. You're yep. going to kill someone. So it's absolutely fabulous. And I congratulate you, Anna. I love it. I love the cover. I love the color. I like the jackass kicking his heels up on the front. And I love the fact that there's a whole bunch of examples. I would say I started reading the book, and initially it was all about people I knew. And then sneakily, bit by bit, I started realizing this book had a lot to do with me. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, that's exactly the point. Yeah, it got me where I needed to be. It's fabulous. Yeah. It's funny. And it's very relevant. So I wish you the best of good luck with this. Congrats. I also think it's great you guys did the audio version. I'm looking forward to listening to that. I think it's going to be a huge success. I'm excited for you today as the launch day. And we're going to help all of us be a little less prone to jackass behavior. It'll empower us a little bit on how to deal with those jackasses. And who knows, maybe we can even have more dialogue and a little more fun, a little less sarcasm. So life is good. Thank you, buddy. I appreciate you being on the show today and always. Uh, Best of good luck with this endeavor. We appreciate you. Well, for all of uh, you listening today, the jackass whisperer in my life was my mom. 
and she knew how to deal with the six Buffini kids, five boys and a girl, and her husband. And she's been a jackass whisperer long before I knew the term. She made us all feel great. She was able to roll with the punches and teach us to do the same. And to sign off today, she's going to finish off with that wonderful little Irish blessing. Don't forget the jackass whisperer. Go and get a copy of that today. We'll see you next time. May the road rise up to meet you. And may the wind always be at your back. May the rain fall soft upon your fields and the sun shine warm upon your face. And until we meet again, may God hold you in the hollow of his hand. See you next time.